Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihin ladhin astafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rasuli wa khatamil anbiya. وعلى آله الأسكياء وأصحابه الأتقياء أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون صدق الله العظيم The essence of all of our ibadah is to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When that essence is missing, the ibadah in its outer shell means nothing more than a humanly habit. Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali rahimahullahu ta'ala, he educates us of this point in his ihya, that there is the external aspect to the ibadah and then there is the internal aspect to the ibadah. If you don't have that internal thought, that connection in place, what you're doing outwardly is just another human action, another mundane human thing. Like we comb our hair, like we put our shoes on, like we rack our shoes after getting home, we wash our dishes, we store them, your psalm, your salah will become exactly that unless you take it and you connect it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For that to occur, you must have presence, awareness, consciousness, remembering that this act of mine is done for the sake of Allah azawajal. This Ramadan that's ahead of us is presenting a great opportunity as every Ramadan does. The opportunity is to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fasting is about being mindful. The hunger, the exhaustion is a constant reminder to us that I am in a state. I'm not hungry because I don't have food. I'm hungry right now because I chose to be in this state. 
This fatigue that I'm experiencing is a result of a choice that I made. The exhaustion that I have right now is the result of a choice that I made. I am fasting right now, and I am fasting for this whole month, inshallah, for all 30 days. Now the question is, why am I doing this? If this is just going to be for losing weight or shedding some pounds, what a pity. Extremely bad, because an opportunity is being wasted. We need to remind ourselves every day, every moment, as frequently as we can, that this fast that I am in right now, what I am enduring is only for the sake of Allah This is my love language. This is my way of saying to Allah, Ya Allah, I really love you because I have access to all the food in the world, yet I will not touch it because your command was there. Kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba al-ladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah tells us the purpose of fasting is to create that consciousness. And in Ramadan, I want you to bring that intention to the front. When you're reading Quran, remind yourself that the reason why I'm reading Quran right now is because the Quran is a priority. I am making the Quran a priority. The Quran was revealed in this month. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would recite the Quran to Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam in the month of Ramadan, the whole Quran. And one of the signs the Prophet ﷺ was going to pass away the year that he did pass away was that that year the Prophet ﷺ read the Quran to Jibreel ﷺ not once but twice. And the Prophet ﷺ knew there was significance to this. The Sahaba understood there was significance to this, that there was a second reading of it. Which means that now Jibreel was ensuring that the Quran was properly preserved. This teacher was doing a final revision with his student. So when you're reading the Quran in Ramadan, it's because you're doing it for the sake of Allah. In another place, Imam Ghazali, while talking about salah and developing focus in salah, he talks about this issue that how when people pray salah, their mind wanders. And I think this applies to all ibadat, that while you're fasting, your mind wanders. While you're reading Quran, your mind wanders here and there. He says the reason why the mind wanders while you're doing ibadah is because the thoughts of the human being like to direct themselves and move towards what you find desirable and what you prioritize. Subconsciously, what you view as a priority, what's important to you, your thoughts will just head in that direction. Before you go to sleep, you'll just start thinking about your business. You'll start thinking about your car because that's where the thoughts of the human being go. So when a person is praying salah and their thoughts start wandering, instead of telling yourself that I shouldn't be thinking about my business while I'm in salah, the problem with that thought is you don't control your thoughts. And when you say I shouldn't be thinking of something, it's kind of like the famous adage is don't think of an elephant. Everyone's thinking of an elephant because you can't control thoughts. When you tell your thoughts what not to do, they do exactly that. In Arabic, they have a, same, a saying for this, al-insanu harisun fima muni'at. When you tell a person not to do something, then they really have to do it. Rather than telling yourself what not to think of, remind yourself that in this moment while I'm praying salah, my mind is very silently saying that these things are a priority, but I need to remind myself there is nothing that is more of a priority to me right now, nothing that is more of a priority to me right now in this moment than Allah.
That's my priority. And I will prove that Allah is my priority by bringing my direct, directing myself and bringing my focus and attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I need to do this every time when I pray salah. When my, when my mind starts wandering, just remind myself that no, in this moment, my priority is Allah. That was my promise. That's why I'm standing here. That's why at the beginning of my salah, I said, Allahu Akbar, greater than everything. That's why in my ruku' I say, Al-Azim, the great, Al-Ali, the high. I'm saying this in my ruku' and sajda again and again because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my priority. So I will shut off all the noise of the world and ignore all the sound there and focus on my salah. And the same will go with your Qur'an, that when you're reading Qur'an and your mind begins to wander, you need to remind yourself, no, in this moment, there is no greater priority than Allah Azawajal. Because I am reading the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a small little exercise, but if you become comfortable with it and you make a habit out of it, you will find the quality of your ibadah drastically change. And I want you to bring that to Ramadan. I want you to bring that to your fast. In moments of stillness, and moments of sitting around, just remind yourself that when I'm doing this Ramadan, this fasting, and this taraweeh prayer, and the reading of the Qur'an, and everything else, this is for Allah Azawajal. And this is, and almost, if you can, just smile and thank Allah. That Alhamdulillah, I'm able to do this. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala could have just left me untethered. Allah Azawajal could have not given us the month of Ramadan, and our entire life would have been what it was before Ramadan. That's a very sad, dark image, that that would be our life. That's who, we would, that's who we would be. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his infinite mercy and grace, gave us Ramadan, an opportunity to change. Shah Waliullah Muhaddith Dehlawi rahimahullah, in his famous book, Hujatullah al-Baligha, while talking about the wisdoms of fasting, in this four-volume book of his, his, his goal is to try to understand what is the wisdom behind the commands of Allah? Ultimately, when Allah tells us to do something, we do it because Allah's command is there. End of discussion. But he's more interested in what are the possibilities? What are the other thoughts and considerations? Why is Allah, And then he asks very simple questions and then tries to engage and answer them. So one of the things that he says is, why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specified a month for Muslims to fast in, why not just give us a prescription of 30 days fasting throughout the year you're done? Fast at your own pace, fast whenever it suits you, whenever is best for you. Why did Allah give us 30 days specifically for everyone to fast together? So then he begins to propose certain possibilities. One of the things that he says is that it's strong on the nafs, on the human ego. It's a little tough when a person is told what to do and they have to accommodate and adjust to it and that's where growth occurs. One thing is that I tell you, pray five salah a day. The other is that I tell you, you need to pray now, 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 now. So now you need to step out of your comfort zone. And you praying salah is not because it's convenient to you, you're praying salah because it's a command of Allah. You're praying salah no matter how inconvenient it is for you, whether you have to pull off on the side of the road, in the rain you will pray it because that prayer of yours is a statement of your obedience to Allah. It's ubudiyah. When Allah gives you a time, a zaman, that is a, that is a, that is a moment for you to prove your ubudiyah. And the second thing that he says is, when Allah gave us 30 days together, continuously, and in one time, and everyone is fasting, 
it also creates an environment, an ummah, a, a sort of season of worshiping Allah Azawajal. Everyone's doing it. And there's a barakah that comes there. For those people before Ramadan that were worried, will I be able to fast in Ramadan? I have no doubt one thought must have crossed your mind, and that is that everyone's doing it. If everyone can do it, I can do it. Like if the dude who's 80 years old can do it, why can't I as a 40-year-old young guy do it? Why can't I as a 20-year-old person do this? Why can't I? If, when I look at children, I mean, the, the way they fast is amazing. They, they, go, they, they, they go to school, they play soccer, they run around, they, they, you tell them to take naps during the day, they won't. For adults, on their day off, if you were to tell them to take a nap, they would say, you don't need to tell me. I got this, buddy. I'm going to take, take the nap out of this nap. For children, they're not interested in it, but they do it. I was in Umrah just last week. One week ago today, I was in Umrah. And the group was, because it was a seerah Umrah, the goal was to study the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ. One of our sessions was about the first revelation, and to share this story we took 250 people to the top of Ghar Hira. And we said, we're going to teach this dars at the top of Ghar Hira. For those of you that are not familiar, this is easily an hour to an hour and a half one-way climb. It's a very tough climb. It's absolute proof to the physique and strength the Sahaba had. Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha and the strength of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so we were taking the whole group and everyone was going and they were taking breaks in the middle and kind of walking and a water break and taking a little break again and walking a little. And there was this girl with us. She was four years old. She climbed the whole mountain without one break. And I looked at her and I said, this girl's crazy. Like, how did this four-year-old girl, she's not even like athletic. She's a four-year-old girl. That's, you know, as, as four-year-old girls as they come, that was her. And she climbed the whole mountain without any break at all. It's an inspiration. And that's the benefit of doing things together that when you see someone else younger than you, older than you, weaker than you, stronger than you, doing something, you tell yourself, if that person can do it, then so can I. For the young folks here who leave Taraweeh and skip Taraweeh, I want you to come to Taraweeh and look at the elders in our community who have led, left an example for us of how to worship Allah. You know, we say that we don't have time they work full-time jobs too. We say that we get tired, they are more senior than us. But you will see they don't miss a single taraweeh prayer. And, the, and, and what I see, when I, every year when I see this image, what thing that, one thing that becomes abundantly clear to me, it's not a matter of time or strength. In reality, it's about heart. Because once people are committed to something, they'll make it happen. This Ramadan is your opportunity. I started off today's khutbah with the ayah, that when my servants, whenever my servants ask about me, I am close. Your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always close to you. This Ramadan is about you discovering that closeness. Your Allah is always with you. This is what fasting does, it's awareness. Find that closeness in your salah. Go a little deeper, go to a new place in your tilawah. When it's iftar time, try to be in a masjid. Every day, spend time doing dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before your iftar, raise your hands, make a little dua. After you do your iftar, just thank Allah for a moment. Feel that closeness of Allah. Because if you can feel that closeness of Allah in Ramadan, and you can train yourself to do this, 
Just keep reminding yourself that Allah is more important to me. That's my priority. You will take away with you taqwa and that will change your life. It's the, the connection to Allah that brings the change through our ibadah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and grant us tawfiq. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, in Allahu Malaikatahu, you sold on Alan Nebi. Ya, you and Ladina Amun, you sold on Ali, was Sadi Muslima. Allah, who Mussoli Ala Sayyidina Muhammad, while Ali Sayyidina Muhammad, Kulama the Karahuda Kirun, or Kulama Rafala and the Krihil Rafinu. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما يا رب العالمين اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا واصرف عنا برحمتك شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل مواليت ولا يعز من عديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت فلك الحمد على ما قضيت ولك الشكر على ما أنعمت به وأوليت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على النبي الأمي سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين